Hi folks, and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. This is a conversation we had a few days ago with an Irishman in Shanghai in relation to the protests taking place on the streets, whether they're anti-lockdown or anti-establishment or anti-party. Make up your own minds. Uh, obviously, we couldn't... Um, I think the idea that we... The fact that we couldn't give the gentleman's full name tells you exactly how anti-democratic things are currently. Anyway, nonetheless, make up your own mind. Please, 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 while I have you, click the link that says patreon.com forward slash tortoise and join us for, try us for a month, see if you can help us. We need that support going into 2023. We want to keep this project going. Uh, we believe the work matters and there are thousands of you listening. So we need somebody to pay it forward and keep the podcast free and available to all. Thanks for the support. Thanks for listening. And I won't delay any further. Enjoy the conversation. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. My name is Tony Groves and this is a, a little bit different for you folks, but we, Martin, we've all been watching um, the last number of years, obviously events geopolitically, economically, trade links and supply chains and how things have been happening. We see today, uh, yet, yet again in Ireland, we see record numbers of people on trolleys and we're terrified about what could happen over the winter. And we know that still... There's this element of people who now say, you know, Ireland was right to not go zero COVID. Ireland was right to go, you know, and there's 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 rights and wrongs in all of this. I mean, I, I mean, it's not it's not no. really that clear. No, it's not because it's not over. No, me. that's and and that is very clear from the numbers that are coming through. Even though we've stopped testing, we know what's what's coming through. The actual health system shows that there must be a huge amount of things like COVID out in the, in in the general population as well as new respiratory infections that we haven't kind of had because of types of lockdowns um but nonetheless what makes it kind of more politically interesting is is probably the worst word to use but it is interesting all of it is is events in in china over the last few weeks have really ramped up and we have seen um protests on the streets of of several cities in relation to what has happened in terms of the zero COVID policy and how it's been associated with the, I think it's the third term of Xi Jinping and how, you know, what, what people, what people think that means for things. So with all that in mind, we are delighted to be joined by Mickey from Sligo, who is in Shanghai. He's a resident of Shanghai and he has attended some of the protests and, and, and Mickey, thanks for taking time to talk to us. Yeah. Not about it. Look, I know it's, it's, it is, um, as I said, it's very hard to contextualize what is going on. Can you give us your sense as a resident of Shanghai and as someone who has experience of attending these protests? What what is actually what are people protesting for and what is their what is their ultimate goal and how is it actually being treated by the state? OK, so um, I think the biggest. Yeah, so the biggest event in Shanghai this year would probably be the uh, big lockdowns of uh, April 2022. So this is like two years after COVID initially had its outbreak in Wuhan. And Shanghai has probably been like one of the safest cities in probably the world. Like, I think like uh, Shanghai opened up probably, yeah, completely fully, like everything, events going on, like gigs, restaurants, indoors. Like everything was open by June 2020 and it's basically been unchanged until March 2022. So, yeah, so when people like, so a lot of people think that uh, this is just like 
protests after like three years of um, zero COVID. But the thing is, like zero COVID was actually very popular in China up until 2022 because, like, um, it worked. Yeah, it worked. It worked really well. I think I heard you guys did a podcast. You did another interview with a guy who was like in a hotel in Shanghai. Yeah, and that was like maybe 2020, and um, like a lot of people were pretty skeptical. Like, but like I can tell you, I don't think I've known anyone who got COVID. In yeah, the numbers yeah. are very low of people who've gotten COVID. Yeah, they're, they're they're suspiciously low. But even if they were like three times as high, it would like still be low for this population. But it was because like you couldn't enter China without doing 20 days in That's hotel right. quarantine. Yeah. So. And, oh yeah. Go ahead. What's the difference between Shanghai two years ago and Shanghai now? Uh, I guess it's Omicron. Like it spreads quicker. They can't get a handle on it. See, people didn't really mind zero COVID when it was just like a district gets locked down, and even the people getting locked down probably won't get mind getting locked down. They'd be like, okay, yeah, fair dues. Like it will be another district some other time. But it was so rare that like people kind of went with it. But after the outbreak in twenty twenty two and uh, March, then like more and more uh, buildings were getting locked down. People would get locked down in like a shopping mall and they'd have to stay there. I had friends like get locked down in their office and they'd have to sleep on the floor like for overnight. So like, okay, once it started like grinding on people, then that's kind of like when the mood changed. And then, then they announced, because usually if a city in China, like, you know, cities in China, like even a, a small city that no one's heard of, that would be like millions of people. So, like, yeah, if there is, like, a small outbreak, then they might lock down the whole city for five days, test everyone, and then when they're given the all clear, then it's back to normal. And, like, because, yeah, so, like, because, like, they, you, you're tracked, like, if you go from one city to another, so, like, you have to scan a QR code when you're in that's the right. train station, yeah. So, like, and that, and that system, like, you know, that's because, because people saw results, people, like, went along with it like you know people wore masks there was like it wasn't a big culture war issue well, well masks like were masks, masks weren't kind of you know exactly yeah yeah like it was already something that was part of oh yeah, uh, yeah. it was a big thing in east asia like yeah yeah it was just like okay if you're sick oh you don't want to spread it if you don't want it to... oh, yeah, it was also a smog thing like yeah so mm. that was a yeah. Yeah. well i mean i mean like we i had um the the consult geriatric consultant from the matter hospital uh colin burn on recently and he did a he did a whole phd on on air pollution and how it kills a couple of thousand people in ireland every year you know and oh, that's wow. just okay, so yeah. so so it's not it's not it's not unique to it but we just don't kind of yeah. we don't really face facts where whereas there is a snobbishness to say no well look that's a that's a communist society they're just more compliant uh I, you know and maybe you don't think of that in terms of how you've expressed it in terms of solidarity with the other people that you don't want to spread it but yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm conscious of one thing though as well the vaccination levels and and how how that has actually been handled because there is a lot of talk of of saying well the, the issue is they they didn't get pfizer the issue is they didn't get the the um the the other uh, the other things and now is 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 that actually been been discussed at all um yeah so when the back when the vaccine first came out like i was like one of the first people to get the vaccine because i was just i was like oh like what's the worst that can happen um yeah, but like uh, yeah but like the see the thing is like you know like whether you're vaccinated or not like if you like if someone with covid farts on the same street as you like you're getting you're getting a call from the government like so 
Uh, yeah, so like whether you have a vaccine or not, like you're just treated the same. It's um, so like, and because COVID just wasn't such an issue in Shanghai for such a long time, um, just nobody seemed to be in such a rush to get it. And like the government, like you see some banners everywhere, like sort of encouraging people to get vaccines. But like, like I, like a lot of my coworkers were like using me as a guinea pig. Like I got it. Like I was probably one of the first people in the world to get vaccinated. And I was like, let's see, let's see what happens to Mickey. <laughs> And what, how has the pushback? Where does it come from? What's the genesis? Of this oh yeah, pushback? the big, the most recent one would probably be um, okay. So in Shanghai, we had a yeah. So uh, they didn't lock down. Yeah, so like more and more buildings were getting locked down. So then they announced okay, big citywide lockdown for a week. And that week. Yeah, so like that week lasted about like two months, uh, and and is that unlike, unlike yeah, unlike every other like uh, lockdown that China experienced, it was always like okay, like a week, and then like opened up back back to normal. But like because everything was so haphazard and sudden, and people rushed the supermarkets, and there wasn't enough food, and then once we were locked in, um, a lot of communities just didn't have any food, and like the deliveries of food were like. The logistics were completely off. So, oh, and and, and, so, and we and there has been, let's face it, there's been huge hardships to the point where yeah. there's, there's there's horror stories emerging about people who, how they've had to be how they've had to try and survive these re- really really severe lockdowns. That's the reality. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's not a like it's you know, like it's not a very generous welfare state. Like you know, like people still have to work, and that's like yeah. So yeah, because. Yeah, because like in Ireland, like you know, there was um, yeah, there was some sort of relief for like business there owners was. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, there was. Yeah, I have like like the we like, actually lifted people out of poverty for a few months. <laughs> yeah, that was a <laughs> yeah. Man, no, many people in Ireland were better off on the pandemic unemployment benefit payment, which like for example, carers who may be getting one hundred eighty six quid a, a week were might have been able to get three fifty. And or the state admitted that three fifty was what they needed to be paying. Yeah. Not more importantly, wow. that's what they that's what they kind of admitted. And then they, you know, so we have to ignore the evidence of our own eyes. But just going back to then, you know, we've we've seen you know, there's this talk of issues across. Like we've spoken about on this podcast previously about um, people issues around the Uyghurs. We've spoken about the geopolitics of this, but we've also seen as I opened with. People saying some of these protests are they are they against the 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 party the state are they against and more importantly are they apart are they are they calling for the the you know um, the end of Xi Jinping's um, rule you know and and is that has you have have you picked up on that or you know because I'm very conscious that. Oh, yeah, because I, I, I can watch CNBC and they'll tell me one thing, but I you know you're on the ground. What what's your feel of that? Yeah, uh, like protests aren't very, they aren't like non-existent in China. They are pretty like, um, it's like usually a protest is, yeah, they'll protest an issue and and usually like a protest is more of a request from like the government. So like, uh, or if they're protesting like a local corrupt government, then they'll want to get the attention of like the central government. And like a lot of the time, like they kind of like acquiesce or like they, yeah, they've, Fire, so they, they arrest some corrupt officials or something like that. This is definitely a protest by policy. Like, you know, this is like, this is something that could 
Yeah, because like they they have to really focus their protest. They can't be looking like they're like kind of yeah, it has to, yeah foreign backs of ourselves. They can't like make it look like a color revolution. Like I don't even think it is. Like it's like you know it doesn't take agitprop to so it is make people say just, I don't want to be locked in my house for a hundred days. Yeah, it's just and, it's the hardship. Really, is the truth of it exactly? Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, and the, the thing that kicked it off, um, well. So after like Guangzhou went into lockdown, but like the people started like knocking over like barricades and stuff. But then uh, in Xinjiang, there was like a fire that kills about 10 people officially and injured like a, maybe a dozen more. And like the, yeah, so the fire brigade, yeah, the fire brigade like couldn't get close to the building because like there was like a bunch of frozen cars blocking the way into it. So like, and that's kind of like, yeah, that's definitely blamed on by like zero COVID. And then, then the local residents of like Urumqi, where the fire happened, then they started to protest. And so what happened in Shanghai was there's a street in Shanghai called uh, Urumqi Street. Yeah. But like in Pinyin, in Pinyin, like Chinese Mandarin, it's called Wulumuchi Street. Mm. And uh, people started laying flowers down at the Wulumuchi sign. And that was on Saturday. I wasn't at that protest. I woke up and saw the videos and there was like some chanting and there wasn't that many police there. But then I went the next day and like there was like a lot of police and a lot of people just milling around, like waiting for something to happen. And people, more people came with bouquets of flowers, like leaving them down. And that was the start of that protest. And and did it develop from there or, or was it, did it yeah. stay? It just, it, that's where that was developed from. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, there was like, there was like a street lined with like, um, like police vehicles and like a lot of like, there's a lot of police just sort of like in a bus, like sort of like sleeping, and then like if things started to develop, then they'd like be brought out. And we, like, we um, did see some pictures of it. We did see yeah, yeah. some. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so people are like wait around, like watching people leave flowers down. Um, some yeah. Drop bouquet of flowers at the sign. Like some plainclothes police officer, like took the bouquet away. Um, so where is it like, going, James? What's 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 the end goal? Where's it going? It's just, I mean, like, uh, so Shanghai, like Shanghai, the protests aren't as uh, violent as the ones in, let's say, Lanzhou, where lockdowns are actually happening. Because, like, like, the ones who are protesting in like places that are locked down, because Shanghai has been open for since June. Yeah. But, like, we always have this sort of, like, feeling that, like, there might be another one if we don't say something about it. If we don't say that, like, oh, yeah, we don't want to be, yeah, we want more dynamic response to it. Like, we, like we'll still wear the masks. We'll, like, we'll cooperate if it's reasonable. Like, this isn't an anti-government protest. This is just an anti-policy protest. But, or but, like but, a... but, 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 Mickey, if, if that's the case, then is there, is there, um... Is there a requirement? Like, is there any sign from the party that they're willing to shift? And and something else that has been sort of said anecdotally in people is there a generational gap there where where you know there's more there's more people at, at a, of a certain age who are more you know this is what we do we'll we'll comply with the state and particularly within Shanghai because people say to me all the time Shanghai is different. Yeah, is Shanghai there, is a bit different. Yeah, um, is, do you find that 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 there is a generational gap there as well? Yeah, it's actually like it's like it was like there's a funny one. Like I saw this old woman shouting from the balcony, like at some protesters, and like calling them like Japanese. <laughs> it's like it's like ah, you're Japanese, <laughs> and like Irish people call it. It's like it's like ah, you're so bloody Brit or something. 
Yeah, so yeah like that would that would be like the, their version of yeah, like, yeah, uh, your a, tans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like it's yeah, uh, yeah, like your granny made tea for the tans. <laughs> yeah, you took the soup. <laughs> but um, oh geez, how do we put it? Like okay, so like yeah, the government is kind of showing that they're like <laughs> like I think the government like they'll they they'll ignore the protest, but then they'll make it obvious that they're kind of like it's like that they're listening like you know they censor a lot of news about protests but then they'll say it's like so like Guangzhou where there is a lockdown they just suddenly like opened up out of nowhere like which we didn't get in Shanghai they just sort of like oh yeah like the barricades are down like you can go out like maybe twice a day then they had a big sign up on Guangzhou's biggest tower like sort of saying like uh it's like it is our individual responsibility to look after our own health which is kind of like the government saying it's like okay we're like instead of having everyone locked down, like maybe take care of your own health, uh, nudge your way to the vaccine or something, and then, yeah, then it's kind of it's kind of like a very, it's an optimistic sign. But like usually these are like local governments, like you. So in Beijing, they'll say, okay, the goal is zero COVID. How how we do that is up to the local government, and you'll get some like uh, creative ideas, like I don't know, blocking. <laughs> it's like putting a cage around people's houses or like yeah. having a daily tests, have like people in big white shell suits come to your house. Like I even had like a chain put around my door once. Really? Like yeah. when you say chain put it, so, so in other words, you were, you were to stay indoors until they've kind of tested you. Was it? Yeah. 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 Like uh, in the big lockdown, like we were like, Inside, like I, I, like I didn't have any contact with anyone for two months, but they still tested me every day. Like, wow! And, and they actually changed your chain to your door closed. Yeah, not my door, but the door to my building. Yeah, my building so effectively, pretty, yeah, yeah, but effectively yeah, they trapped. said, this, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah this, it's like I, I want to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but but can I? So so here's the funny thing is because if you sit down and and explore what's happening in the wider geopolitics and they say where the world is and they say there's Putin's illegal invasion of Ukraine. Absolutely. We can talk about all this, but they keep saying, oh, it's important to watch that through the lens of China because they have their eyes on Taiwan. Can I ask, does that conversation really happen on the streets of places like Shanghai or are people just saying, listen, we just want to get back to some sort, some type of normalcy? Yeah. It's like, uh, like Taiwan, People already think about Taiwan that much. It's kind of like, okay, so kind of like Ireland. Like, if you have a map of Ireland that, like, very obviously excludes the north. Yeah. And, like, and you realize, like, ah, that doesn't look right. Like, and it's kind of the same with China. They kind of consider Taiwan to be, like, yeah, they they know they're different. They know it's a different system. But they still call it, they still call it part of China. Yeah, but even, even the, officially, the government of, in Taiwan officially calls themselves the Republic of China. It's just like, it's kind of like a, yeah one china policy that's like it's like they both agree that there's one china officially but then like how they go about it it's kind of like the good friday agreement like you know you kind of like kick the can down the road a little bit and yeah. uh but like yeah but like you know see like the the biggest population of taiwanese people outside of taiwan is actually probably in shanghai like my cat's vet is from taiwan like i've i had a boss from taiwan like you know they're, they're even foxconn the controversial factory is taiwanese like, so you know, like, how are you finding Shanghai at the moment, Mickey? It's, uh, it's all right, but like, it's uh, like there, there are like shops closing and there are like events cancelled and like people get frustrated with the uh, uncertainty. And he's like, oh, like what's like 
there's nothing really to get excited for and what the people of Shanghai really need is just like a sign that like okay we can progress like and what would that sign what would that come in or what would it uh, be a recent one like yeah it was like these are these are such breadcrumbs but a recent one would be like um it's like oh yeah you only need like a five day hotel quarantine when you enter the country hmm. that was yeah. one uh i think they announced that they're yeah so they announced that they only test people every second day that's like <laughs> and like yo this is how, this is how institutionalized i am when i when my office started doing tests in the office i was like Oh, that's awesome! I won't have to queue up at the testing booths yeah. that they have all over the city. Like, you know, it's a that's how. It's like, I mean, I, I, people. I, it's very hard to get your head around this. Shanghai is 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 a country as is a country as a city, but it's a country of twenty six million people. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could fit Ireland into like oh uh, several times outside could, my house. Yeah, yeah. You could fold us over, and and that's my point. When you like, we're talking about this as if it's like. You going down on a street corner, but it's twenty six million people there. Yeah. The, now, the, can I just ask one kind of last kind of point on this for me? Going back to the protests, uh, yeah. in the in terms of popular support, what sort of numbers do you think there is in terms of popular support there? Oh, I'm not good at judging crowds, Ted, but I say there's like twenty million of them. <laughs> these cows are far away and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no. Uh, yeah see, like okay so, yeah it's yeah it was it was a pretty big crowd considering like uh it's like the local news like didn't even mention it like i actually like as a joke on my chinese social media like i like i posted pictures of myself at the protest and i tagged myself i was like, I was like oh i had a really fun day at the shanghai marathon because if you look up shanghai on weibo from that day it was all pictures of the marathon that was happening like uh about like a couple of kilometers away um and yeah but like yeah yeah uh the protest the pro protests in the more lockdown cities are like much more violent because they're kind of like like yeah they want to escape from something in shanghai since it's like more or less like open like they don't want to escalate it like they want to make their point um and they really have made their point. Like it's like footage of it like all over the news. I'm talking to you guys and everything. Like so, I would say that it was pretty successful. They made a legitimate request. The police did, yeah. The police did like arrest a lot of people who made like speeches. They even arrested that BBC journalist who was covering it from the very start. Uh, yeah. But like I, yeah. So like, but I think like they'll say it's like it's like oh they weren't really arrested like they were just like detained because like if they arrest someone and they put them on trial then that's like Shanghai police they aren't particularly brutal I'd say they yeah so like the, the protest like you know like there's no point in fighting the police because like they don't make the rules they yeah. just get told what to do um, well all I can say Mickey is is you know keep your head down. Uh, you know, don't be at the front of any. Protest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I don't like. Yeah, because I don't don't want to be showing my white face at the. It's like it's like ah, this guy he's a, he's a bloody agitator. A yeah, foreign yeah. agitator. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like no, I, I went to I went to the same school as Westlife. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but can we can we, can I just before we wrap? I just want to get get a sense of things though, uh, like because there's it's it is not it's completely alien, obviously. To like we see 
protests here that we kind of we've been cringing about for the last couple of weeks. Some of the stuff that's gone on. And Martin, you are very, very forthright in your oh, opinions about well, East Wall, yeah? yeah, not just East Wall, but East Wall and what happened in Fermoy outside people in you know uh, like women and children in in a, in a building and and people shouting sort of derogatory things. And you know we don't want to see that, but this is very different. This is. You know, this, this, this is, this is, uh, yeah, you don't just pro- protest about anything here. You really have to no. mean it. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's, and that's very, that's very clear to me, even yeah. talking to people that, that yeah. you don't, it's not something you don't, you, uh, you're, yeah, I mean, oh it, yeah. Protest, protesting in China is an art form. Like you have to conduct yourself very carefully. Like, you know, I had like a common thing that people do, like is hold up a portrait of Chairman Mao. They might like, uh, it's like they want their message to be very straightforward. It isn't like uh, bringing like a Palestinian flag to a student fees protest or anything like that. Like you can't just jump on bandwagon, make them lose sight of the goal. Like the yeah. goal is that we need to open up and we need a future. I mean, I say we, but like I mean, I live here, <laughs> like yeah. on lockdown, just like everyone else. Yeah, it is your you home now. Any, um... It is your home now, Mickey. So you know, you have to take an yeah, interest in it. All we can say is mind yourself. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as we said, don't be the front of the protest. Yeah. Well, yeah, of Just course. Don't of course. be the front. And please don't listen to Westlife and try and convince <laughs> them that we have better music than Westlife, much better music <laughs> yeah. than Westlife. Yeah. Listen, we're going to leave it there for today, but I do think it's interesting to get a perspective on the ground. And I think there's some some of the things we can, it's very clear of how it's done. It's also, we also need to be very cognizant of um, that we're not judging it through our own biases and our own confirmation biases. So it's, it's something I grapple with myself, but I do think that there's, um, that that when you, you you see some of the problems that are emerging in the global economy, and they talk about, you know, this cost of living crisis and inflation. Not enough is talked about about the supply chain issues that have happened since the pandemic and since COVID. And a lot of it starts and ends with the engine of much of the global economy. And that is China. So yeah. we also have to be very, very aware of that, you know. And, and I mean, you don't hear phrases like iPhone city anywhere else in the world, Martin. No, you don't. You no. don't. Um, yeah, this is where all the treats are made. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and we have to and we have to square that circle somehow. But we also also have to sit back and say to people if they want to if they want to if they want to go out on the streets and protest, they should be allowed to. I mean, we believe in yeah. the right to protest. We believe in the right to to gather and do those things, and that is that is something that is worth actually talking about. Yeah. Mickey, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, and, thanks, and, and 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 we hope to talk to you again, and we'll keep an eye on things as they develop, and and do. And Martin's right. Mind yourself, because yeah. it, 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 everybody is. Um, you can we can have these opinions. It's funny, Martin. We do say it all the time. We get we get solicitors' letters, but yeah. I'm not but I'm not worried about uh, I'm not I, worried about it getting told. Listen, get out. Yeah, there's nobody going to knock on our door and have a go at us for what we do, Tony. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from time well, to time, they won't to, knock on mine. Shame on you! Shame on you! No one, no one goes out to Ashburn. Talk to you soon, folks. Take care. Bye bye. Tony and Martin, Martin and Tony, speaking to interesting people only. It's the Echo Chamber Podcast. Subscribe.